0: Jay Buxbaum here on behalf of MASK, and MASK has been around for nearly 25 years, addressing the needs of the community in addiction and other challenges that families face throughout uh, the metropolitan and even across the world. And you'd wonder why Jay Buxbaum from Kedham would be promoting MASK, and I'll tell you why, because we're very sensitive here that this is a problem that needs to be addressed, and that... Drinking responsibly is how you have to do it, if at all. So Jay Bookspam here telling you that Mask's been around for 25 years almost, uh, addressing 113,000 families over those 25 years. Please, now is the time to donate at maskparents.org. That's maskparents with an S. Dot org, And if you need help, they are the most wonderful resource to go to, point you in the right direction. Call MASK at 718-758-0400. And don't forget to tune in to the MASK show every Thursday night on Zeb Brenner's WSNR 620 AM and WVIP on the FM at 93.5 in HD2. This is Jay Bookspam on behalf of MASK, that's right, urging you to please donate today to maskparents.org.
1: Good evening and welcome back to MASK's weekly radio show on family matters. MASK, mothers and fathers aligned, saving kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all mental health struggles, including addiction, addiction, If you know somebody that needs a referral for a therapist, an inpatient or outpatient program, a Zoom parent group, or in-person parent group, please give them our number. Our number is 718-758-0400. All calls are strict confidential. You can call anonymously, describe a situation, and we will try and refer you to the best organization, therapist we have out there that best suits your needs. Maybe you need a school for the upcoming school year. We have a yeshiva liaison available to meet with you and your child. To decide which school would best suit your child. So give us a call. Again, I'll repeat our number. Maybe you want to jot it down to yourself, a loved one, a neighbor, or someone you usually would sit next to in school. And that is 718 758 0400. Tonight, I'm really honored to have on with us somebody that is my colleague that I have been wanting to have on for a long time now and happy that Matt Matthew Shapiro, who is the Director of Public Affairs for the New York State chapter of the National Alliance of Mental illness, and I'm really happy to have him on in his role. He actually orchestrates NAMI's advocacy and public policy work. Matthew serves on several state and national steering committees and is the recipient of numerous prestigious awards, including the 2019 NAMI National Richard Greer for excellence in advocacy so before i welcome him on i just like everyone to know that nami the national alliance of mental illness is the largest grassroots mental health organization dedicated to building better lives for the millions of americans affected by mental illness let's welcome on matthew shapiro Thank you for coming on with us tonight.
2: Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here tonight. And thank you, more importantly, to all the tremendous work Mask is doing. I'm just in awe of what you do every day to support people. And just uh, it's a real honor to be here with you.
1: Thank you. So Matthew, how did you end up at NAMI? Give us a little background,
2: please. Well, that's a great question, and it's kind of funny. I, I, in some ways, I think I was predestined to end up at NAMI, but yet ended up there as an accident. You know, like many people at NAMI, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i a peer. I'm someone who's lived with mental health challenges um, since I was three and a half years old, and, and uh, I was diagnosed with ADHD in in New York City, and actually... Um, through Jewish family services ended up in the Child Development Center in Manhattan, which helped put me on the road to recovery and i've been uh an active uh, recovery for most of my life. Uh, I also have family members who are living with a mental illness uh my mom um uh, siblings uh, addiction as well, which you mentioned in your intro so i'm um, a lot like many of our Nami family members who either are living with a uh, a mental health condition or supporting a loved one with a mental health condition or both. But um, you know, the way I ended up in NAMI, I kind of by accident. I was working at another um, nonprofit and my associate director became the executive director and brought me along. And I, to be honest, I was a little nervous to join NAMI. I thought this might uh, hit too close to home for me. But let me tell you, it's been the biggest blessing of my life to be a part of this organization and to help others who have been impacted by mental illness.
1: Well, thank you. And yes, if somebody knows somebody that's struggling, they should never go it alone. And there are so many support services and treatment options that are out there. And anyone that wants a parent support group can call mask. We have religious therapists that are facilitating. I want to go through our groups, and that is Sunday night, Dr. Shmuel Brachfeld, Monday night, Dr. Debbie Eckman, Tuesday night, Dr. Trish Tia, Wednesday night, Rabbi Dr. Ben Sion and these are still by Zoom, other than Dr. Trish's group is in Brooklyn once a month in person. So anyone that wants to get involved with the parent groups, you can call Mass or and you're going to hear all about nami's programs where you can reach out to as well i think before we discuss what the different programs that nami nys and the work you do um matthew is i think it's important we talk about the religious clientele the jewish families that are struggling and how they do attend NAMI's programs, and you're so familiar with. I mean, you and I know many families that join. So why don't you share my listeners so they know that when they're joining, they'll be comfortable.
2: Sure, and that's always so important. That we want people to feel comfortable. You know, that's always one of the barriers that um, has kept people from accessing mental health care. is not feeling comfortable or not feeling um, that your, you know, cultural identity will be addressed and that you'll be in, in a place that's comfortable to you and be surrounded uh, with people who are like you. You know, in your intro, I, I was so moved by when you said you could be sitting in shul every day and, or, you know, every Saturday and not know what someone next to you is struggling with. We all have issues. And, and uh, you know, for a long time, stigma has kept people from seeking out mental health services. I think you know maybe the stigma wasn't as large as it was in the Jewish community. I think we've we're traditionally had a more uh, understanding about psychiatric issues, but of course we wanna make sure everything is culturally appropriate and, and that we can understand um, that you know, you're surrounded when you're in a, a peer group and everything that NAMI New York State offers is peer led. If you're taking a family class It's taught by a family member with lived experience. If you're taking a a peer class, it's taught by someone living in recovery. So having that sort of somebody you can identify with is so important in the recovery. And that especially is important for people in in different cultures. And and we have work to make sure that we are inclusive and that people feel comfortable in the groups and and that we try, if people are more comfortable being surrounded with others who are like them. That we have those type of groups and we know that these issues play out differently in different cultures, especially when we talk about religion. I think there are still people who think that some of these issues can be prayed away and certainly your faith and prayer can be a part of recovery, but it's not everything. So we always want people to feel as uh, inclusive and comfortable as possible in our programs.
1: Thank you. And both Matthew and I have mentors that are available. If anybody would like to join NAMI and get onto any of their groups, first of all, you can go on their website, National Alliance Mental Illness, and you're welcome to call the mask office. And we have some people that would speak to you and discuss which program, which group may be best, Uh, to suit your needs. Uh, Matthew, I want to really talk about stigma and associated with having mental illness and seeking help mental uh, struggles. And me and you know that during COVID, it really, really, really changed things. And that now everyone is seeking mental health um, support one way or the other. What is your experience, please?
2: No, I mean, certainly in, in, you know, in the, the last question I talked about the, the stigma that's long surrounded mental health and, and seeking help for mental health issues. But I think you're 100% right. I, I, I think the pandemic and social, social isolation and everything we've experienced in the past year has made people be more aware of their mental health. I mean, we, we say it all the time. You not have physical health without mental health. It's one and the same. To to feel good in your body, you, you need your mind to feel good. They're not separated. And I think, you know, we, we've all been through this great traumatic experience and have had to look at our mental health and, 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 and look inwards more than I think we have in the past and, and realize, especially if you're someone who was alone during this period or you couldn't see your family or you couldn't see your friends i think you were forced to confront your mental health in a way that's um you know you never had to before i think you know even though we say one in five people have a diagnosed mental illness all of us throughout our life is going to are going to have mental health challenges whether it's grief stress anxiety a little depression from time to time but you know people have been more reluctant to to ask for help for these issues that impact us all but I think the severity of what we've all been through in our collective trauma since, uh, you know, the beginning of 2020 has forced us all to look into our, our mental health and and, look, and say that it's okay to ask for help. And I know, you know, all the services that we offer at NAMI New York State, whether they're education classes or um, support groups are offered free of charge, as well as our helpline. And we have seen a great uh, increase in... Uh, participation since the onset of the pandemic.
1: Right. And and therapists are so booked. I mean, all the clinics that have wonderful therapists, availability and psychiatrists, they are booked solid. I mean, so that just speaks for itself. And more and more people are reaching out. And I know NAMI has a program, Hearts Plus Minds. Mental health is physical health and that focus on mental health and physical health simultaneously, which is just the real way we need to look at it. Some people, you know, they have diabetes or other illnesses. It's no difference. Mental health is something we're given and it's a struggle. We should not be embarrassed we should right. be able to get the treatment that one needs.
2: That's exactly right. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. You know, again, it's funny. I, I've known no different. Like I said, I've been in recovery since I was three and a half dealing with my mental health issues. So I know no different. But, you know, even for someone who's been dealing with this his whole life, there are times where I've been ashamed or, have, you know, felt less than or different because of having a mental health issue. Um, but, you know... I've learned that it is okay to ask for help. And, and one of the greatest things that I think NAMI can do and I get to do is help other people ask for help and tell their stories to help others. It, it makes such a difference. And, you know, one of the other programs that NAMI has is our faith net program, which reaches uh clergy and, and places of worship to help them understand about mental health issues and what to do if, uh, if someone from their congregation comes to. Uh, a, you know, a faith leader and and ask for help and, and you know, it might be a little above them, that knowing that NAMI is here for a resource. So we partner with faith-based communities all the time to make sure people get the help that they need and feel comfortable getting the help they need.
1: Thank you. Matthew, I want to twist it a, a little bit and ask you, instead of speaking about the person that needs the help, let's talk about what somebody should do if they believe their friend or their loved one may experience a mental health challenge and how do you recommend that they communicate these concerns to somebody that maybe they believe have mental health struggles
2: well that's such an important question and i'm, I'm so glad you asked it so there really are two points to this you know how do you recognize what are the warning signs of potential mental health challenges? And more importantly, how do you communicate your concerns to the person without being adversarial about it and really trying to get them help? So, you know, the first part of that, what do you look for? You know, the biggest thing and, and especially we see it in people over the, like you say over the last couple of years is drastic changes in someone's personality. If someone was, you know, formally very, um, you know, lighthearted and and cheerful, and then you see them, they become a little darker or or, or not as cheerful. You see that type of shift, you know, changes in appetite, changes in in weight. You see someone going up or going down or, you know, uh, little changes in behavior, like I say, uh, becoming withdrawn, not talking as much. You can't get them on the phone or you can just tell that the demeanor is different. Um, these are all potential warning signs of a mental health issue. And and we say it all the time, you know, as you said so perfectly, you know, it's so tough right now to find therapists and, and mental health professionals. And that puts the onus on the rest of us to be better friends, better family members, better colleagues, and, and to really try to recognize this and address this with our friends, colleagues, and loved ones. And And approaching them is the key. Like you say, you know, you know, if I was concerned about a friend, you know, I would say to them something like this, you know, Matthew, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I I just want to talk to you. I've been a little concerned. I've seen little changes in your personality. Is everything okay? You know, asking it like that. And if, you know, again, you don't want to push someone, but usually I, I, I say this over all the time that a lot of times people want to have these conversations and walk through that proverbial door they just need that door open for them and they need the conversation to start and and you can even say you know i've been struggling too the last couple years it's been really challenging and i know my mental health has been uh compromised and you know i I see some of the same uh signs in you i just want to make sure you're okay and more importantly you know that if you need anything i'm here and i will always listen um, that's a big NAMI catchphrase, I will listen. And, and that's so key. I mean, not all of us can be met, uh, mental health professionals or do the kind of work that you do every day to connect people, but all of us can be a good friend and a good family member or a good colleague. And all that takes is listening. And and a lot of times when people are struggling with something, they're reluctant to talk about it. But when you approach them and you open the door and you let them know that you're really listening to them, and listening to them without judgment that, you know, you can say things and I'm not going to judge you if you say that maybe you've thought about hurting yourself or, you know, some other darker thoughts. That You know, you can say whatever you want to say to me. I will listen and try to get you help.
1: Yes. And MASK and NAMI together are working towards stigma-free with hope and understanding. And we say there are three steps Educate yourself and others. Raise awareness and make a difference. And most important, see the person, not the illness. So I'd like to go to the most recent advance that has happened in the mental health arena over the past couple weeks, months. And that is now of the recent implementation of the 988 mental health crisis number and crisis services. So would you like to explain what the 988 number is for my listeners,
2: please? Certainly. And this is something, like you said, we are very, very excited about. I've been with NAMI since 2008, so 14 years, and this is by far... The biggest development uh, in, in mental health in the time I've been with NAMI. So, you know, the nine eight eight number, the national uh, number. There's been a traditionally the the one eight hundred suicide number that you know, people have to remember all the seven digits and all of that. Where now it simplifies it, and all you have to remember are three digits nine eight eight, very similar to nine one one, but with much better. Um, it really creates a mental health response to a mental health crisis. So, you know, we say it all the time, 988 is more than a number. It's really a gateway to hope, healing, and recovery. So what you're actually getting, even though, you know, 988 is available throughout the country, but the way it's implemented in each state is different. And we really think that New York is really the best at implementing it and uh, the strongest 988 law. So now... If you call 988 when you're in a mental health crisis or a substance abuse crisis, and it doesn't have to be a suicide attempt to be any type of mental health crisis. Even if you just really need to talk to somebody, you're struggling right now, you just need to get a mental health professional on the other line, you call 988 and you get uh, patched into a mental health professional. It's not like when you call 911 and you get an operator that tries to, you know, figure out what's going on and figure out the person to respond. These are mental health professionals or peers with lived experience who are trained to deescalate these situations over the phone, stay on the phone as long as needed and really resolve the conflict. So that that's really, uh, I mean, of tremendous benefit. When you, when you said before how hard it is to get a mental health professional in person, now to be able to call up 988 and not only get a mental health professional, but get a mental health professional that's based in your area by, by area code, who's able to provide local resources to you about how to follow up to get help. But we know that not all of these calls can get resolved more over the phone, and some are more serious. And that's why we really think when you mentioned crisis response, that there are three parts of crisis response. Who to call, which is the 988 If the call can't be um, resolved over the phone and someone has to respond, that's the second part. We want to make sure that there are mental health professionals, uh, not police officers, uh, responding to these type of situations whenever possible. And the state has made a lot of investments in mobile crisis teams to, to answer those type of calls. And the last part of it is, where to bring somebody if the crisis is serious enough or the person has to leave their home. And, and for too long, the only options available were emergency departments and police stations. And neither one were appropriate for dealing with someone in a mental health crisis. So what the state is investing in is we have what they're calling crisis stabilization centers, or they're going to be putting them uh, throughout the state, including New York city, several in New York city, where, um, someone can go in a mental health crisis, it's, it's a much more comfortable setting. It looks more like a, a living room model, not an emergency room, certainly not a police station where someone can get the care that they need for 23 um 23 hours and 59 minutes. And if they need more care after that, the state is also creating residential crisis services where people can stay for 28 days in like a mental health housing program. So. We're seeing a lot of investment in mental health crisis and to try to avoid a lot of the negative outcomes that have come, you know, that we see from mental health crisis. But the key takeaway, if, if you need help right away, if, if you're struggling and need support, call 988. You're going to get a mental health professional here in New York State in your area who is able to provide uh, local resources for you. So 988, it's really... It's a gateway, like I said, to really hope, healing, and recovery, and it's available now in New York. Anyone can call it 988.
1: Which is absolutely huge. So I must say, NAMI worked very, very, very hard and long years to make this happen. So really, it's a special, special, um, you know, thank you to NAMI for always advocating on behalf of families' mental health. And let me just uh, go back to NAMI has been around, started at a kitchen table in 1979 and similar to MASK because MASK started at a kitchen table 25 years ago. We are in our 25th year. We're coming up to 118,000 families that have used our services, have reached out to MASC, attended programs. And both NAMI and MASC focus on educating the communities, advocacy, support for parents and families, and mainly, most importantly, awareness because if we don't bring the awareness then if you don't know everything and you're not aware of what it is then you cannot help someone you know we're really running out of time but i do want to say to you that mental health conditions are no one's fault and many times more often than not they are biological and every person that struggles with mental health struggles or issues. It's hard for them. It's hard when they go out in the world and they see people, whether they've gone through a manic stage, whether they've gone through other, you know, postpartum depression, whatever it may be. And they're always scared about people judging them and looking at them different. What would you like the final thoughts to be that you want to share with my listeners about that please
2: yeah i mean that that's so important like you say you know uh you know like i said we all struggle with mental health issues we're all going to have uh different points in our lives where we're going to have uh our, you know our, our, our mental health compromise and it's okay to ask for help there's no shame in it you know we, we say this all the time you know it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help it's actually Actually, a sign of strength to ask for help. And as you said, you know, it starts with education too. You know, the more you know about these things, the more you can help yourself, and the more you can support a, a loved one or a friend who might also have these issues. And and like you say, knowing that they're biological, both mental illness and addiction too, that there's not something we should judge people on. And if you're struggling yourself, not something you can judge yourself on. You know, give yourself grace and know that there's help out there and it's okay to ask for help.
1: Right. And knowledge is power. So thank Definitely you for right. coming on, Matthew. I hope to have you on again soon. Thank
2: you to Nami. Oh, well, thank you so much for all the work you do. Thank you for having me on and I'd love to come back.
1: Thank you. And I want to wish everyone a very good evening, a beautiful Shabbos. And always remember, hang in, Hold on and virtually for now still hug tight. Tonight's show is a memory of Rifka Bas Israel. Please consider to go online to maskparents.org and make a donation so we could continue with all the programs and these shows. Thank you and have a good night
0: If you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 866-549-8376. 866-549-8376. 866-549-8376. That's 866-549-8376
2: are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast or perhaps a tv program talkline network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to 24 hours a day Ideal for ethnic, foreign language, medical business, and religious broadcasting. We also have full-time radio stations for lease, as well as FM HD channels. For more information, please call 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925. Or email zevrenner at gmail.com.